Greetings, heroes and Force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. As always, I'm Dino Nicandros, and I'm joined by Alyssa Simmons. Hello. And Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And today we are talking episode two of Marvel Studios' What If. This is What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord, directed by Brian Andrews, written by Matthew Chauncey, and by God, we're Marvel fans. I don't know who you are or where you came from. I am Iron Man. I thought they smelled bad. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Daniel, Dino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Well, um, this this is what if fully realized. Oh my gosh, this I mean, is the show. This is keep, the show. They keep raising the bar. I'm so like. This was so good. This was so good. I, I I lost count by how many people I saw, how many nerds, nerd friends I saw, like, post about this particular episode. You know, it, it takes well, a lot to it get just, people to like. Yeah, it just, like, kept us on our feet and kept us guessing the entire time. Like, there was never a moment where we're like, oh, this is going to happen next and he'll have, like, this decision between this and that. Like, it was... All over the place. Right. Yeah, and like, like you know, the first episode, you know, felt a little more tightly connected to the original story. This felt a little more like loosey goosey, and I mean, yes, it was definitely it was still with very much within the world. Um, there was. I think it's so smart. Much I think it's that smart it was... that they did that though. That the yeah. first episode was more structured. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. they to could kinda be ease like us into it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's legit, and well, and it, it differentiates all these different parallel timelines. That some are really close to what we know, and some are so extremely not. And right, this one in particular changes the entire Infinity Saga. Yeah, the, all of the MCU is completely different. Yeah. I mean, it's just oh my gosh. Yeah, and that's just this particular universe. So I'm still wrapping my mind around like all it changes is this tiny little offshoot mm-hmm. of the main timeline but well you know maybe the difference is to like um and and actually this is this is interesting i didn't even think about this until now but the difference between the first episode and the second episode is that the 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 variant choice that was made um like the story doesn't take place very long after that moment right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like as opposed to uh the second episode where the variant choice happens like when T'Challa is like a kid and then we see him like, you know, at least what, 20 years later? Is that what they said? Yes. So obviously within 20 years, so much different can happen. So I, it's, it's cool. I think so. Like we were seeing, we saw, we've seen what happens right after the choice is made. And now also what happens 20 years down the line. So we can see how different things can become. Very, very, I yeah. It just kept it kept me on my, kept me guessing every time, and mm-hmm. um, and it was hilarious, like so, so funny, funny, and um, yeah. I was just like, I was just delighted. So fun. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but 
the episode felt like a running commentary on Peter Quill's Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, totally. Right. And just totally. how much he effed up just by being himself. <laughs> right. Correct. Like Which people have been giving him crap for since since Infinity War. Right. Yes. But now seeing it under this lens is like <laughs> it's even more amplified. So I funny. mean <laughs> just his very existence is a problem. <laughs> Pretty great. Sorry, I mean, Chris Pratt. Uh, you're great, uh, but Star Lord is a spaz. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll jump into a, a quick summary, and then we can, as we go along, we can kind of unpack some of the wild jaw dropping. Oh my god! Little surprises. <laughs> um, the show, the episode, does start exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy did. We're on uh, Morag, and we see Star Lord going into the chamber to uh, collect the Power Stone. Different no here. Fun He's music, not though. Yeah, he's not dancing his way yeah, no, in. He's no all business. Music. He uh, grabs the sphere, and uh, he is surrounded by Korath, uh, who you'll remember is Ronan's henchman from Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, <laughs> this was the the fun began just moments in. Instead of having the moment where Chris Pratt has to explain his status as Star-Lord, Korath knows exactly who he is and is a major fan. <laughs> Big boy. fan. Big fan. Big fan. Classic Star-Lord. Classic Star-Lord is getting the crap knocked out of him, and he's just <laughs> loving his life. Oh, my God. This voice actor is having the time of his life, like, reinventing his character, because it's, like, the most different from where he was. Uh, this is uh, Jimon Honsu, who is uh, Korath, and, and we also saw Korath in uh, Captain Marvel as well as part of... Uh, that Kree special yes, forces, yes, yes. But yeah, he he was he was great. Oh, so it was, funny. T'Challa quickly uh, dispatches this group, and he walks outside, and he is surrounded. And this is where it takes another turn. Uh, instead of having made this journey to uh, grab the power stone by himself, we find Yondu is there with him, providing support. And uh, it's great to have great to have Michael Rooker back. Um, he's so great. He is. Yondu is one of the one of the best characters in the MCU. I think. He's... Oh yeah, and it was so fun to see him animated. Like yeah, yeah. Just just by nature of how he looks, it was it just fit in so perfectly. Yeah, we already kind of get hints that their relationship is just a lot better than he and Quills. Where yeah, uh, Quills was was very toxic. Mm-hmm. In, in some respects with Yondu, but th- there seems to be a mutual admiration society here with uh, between these two. And it speaks to uh, T'Challa's uh, innate ability as a politician and mm-hmm. a leader and uh, empathetic yeah. leader. And mm-hmm. uh, you get, you get sprinkles of this all the way through, which is just so, so wonderful. Um, so they go back to celebrate uh, grabbing the orb and, <laughs> We see some familiar faces. We see Kraglin and Taserface and <laughs> guys from the Ravager gang. And uh, and Korath is asking him, you know, how how did you stop Thanos from destroying half the universe? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and enter the the giant purple hand of Thanos. He says, uh, he talked me out of it, basically. <laughs> and so now he's just. One of the guys. He's one of the gang. Yeah. He just decided and, and to we, join forces. Yeah, we come to find out that uh, T'Challa was able to use an argument with Thanos and appealing to Thanos' immense intelligence 
and uh, convinces him, oh, there's a better way to allocate the uh, universe's resources. But Thanos then drops kind of the little uh, the little note, I still think my plan has some merit. And, yeah. so <laughs> and like, he's just like, nah, I love that it's just a reoccurring like, joke. So, yeah, sure, that sounds a lot like genocide. Yes. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but it's efficient. <laughs> if oh it works. Oh, my gosh. Seeing Thanos in in that way in funny form like was so like it just made me so giddy like it just it <laughs> well, really it really tickled me same. Like, so much and a few episodes ago i feel like we were talking about how we're gonna see thanos again in some really esoteric odd way and i mean here you go here mm-hmm. is the first example yeah yeah um him being helpful and how helpful somebody as powerful as him can be um so that was great. And then we get two more like back-to-back quick reveals. Uh, T'Challa goes to the bar, and there's our friend Drax. Yep. As a bartender. Fanboying over Star-Lord as well. And uh, he wants to take a selfie for his wife and child who survive in this timeline because Thanos didn't murder them. So sweet. Um, and actually, very. I mean, I, I don't know who this voice... Um, I actually should have looked it up, but the voice actor, like... Uh, this is one of the few that isn't the actual original actor, and oh, sounds it was just uh, like him. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, Fred uh, Tatosiore, I think is how you say. It. I think it's Italian, but uh, yeah, mm. he sounded a lot like uh, oh, okay, Dave yeah. Batista. Yeah, he did a fantastic yeah. job. Like the 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 timing of his like it's it's just so specific um, and so dry. Yes, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. The everything is over his head. Yeah. Except nothing could get over his head because he would kill it, as he says in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that character. Um, I love that character. It's so, so good. Much. It is truly one of my so favorite good. MCU characters. Yeah. So then up up walks this bombshell, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a baby. Uh, the hell is this blue Nebula chick? sporting flowing blonde locks and uh, looking mostly normal for the you know, for the most part, there's no cybernetic enhancements aside from one of her eyes, and she's not as tightly wound as uh, as her uh, cinema counterpart. Yeah, yeah. Wonder, doesn't have yeah, that wonder same... why. Yeah, I, I wonder why. Maybe wonder she wasn't uh, Maybe she wasn't submitted abused to. In... Yeah. yeah, right. Maybe she wasn't submitted to a full rebuild of yeah. her yeah, <laughs> after God being sake. pulled apart. And she's, she doesn't talk like that. Blah, blah 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 anymore. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have she doesn't have the robotic sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here it seems uh, she and T'Challa. I don't know what the nature of their relationship is, but it's very it's something flirtatious. There's a pass, maybe. There's a pass. She calls him Cha Cha. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Um, but she uh, she tells T'Challa that she has a job for them, and this is where things start to get. Real weird. Well, this so is where crazy. The, this is where the classic, classic um, heist drums play. <laughs> right. The heist bongos, we'll call them. Right. So Nebula tells the Ravager, the Ravager gang, that she wants to steal something called the Embers of Genesis, which she describes as a nutrient-rich cosmic dust from an ancient supernova with the power to terraform entire ecosystems. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, if you were looking for a natural solution to the problem Thanos is trying to address, right. this I is it. I was totally going to say that. Um, 
So that that's very cool that they're might working be why. That in. Like really, the, it could be one of the only reasons why Thanos is like, you know, what? yeah, you're probably right. There's probably something out there that'll help. Right. Um, and she wants to steal it uh, from the collector, our friend Tanelir Tavon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's now the big cheese in town? Yes. In this reality, he is basically taken on the Thanos role. Um, and he is ripped. Boy. Yeah, he and looks he is great. Ripped. He lifted some weights. He's he lifted really, some weights. He's been and going to CrossFit in this um, in this uh, multiverse. And he seems uh, to have collected more mm-hmm. in this universe than he had before. Or at least more, yes. like uh, you know, his, his uh, triple A items. Yeah, his space is much larger and more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has employed the Black Order which you will remember from Infinity War and Endgame are Thanos' lackeys. Yeah, I guess it doesn't Uh, matter which universe they're in. They're still still there. They still suck. (laughs) Well, and in this universe, it's interesting that Thanos still started bad. Right. So so these these people followed Thanos and then, I guess, decided not to anymore. Um, They now consider Thanos a pussy. (laughs) Right. Uh, so they arrive at Nowhere, which is still the same. And if you'll remember, Nowhere is basically a giant skull of a long-dead celestial that they've put a mining colony in and uh, still looks very much like, like the film version. Mm-hmm. Um, Yondu and T'Challa and Nebula, and they sneak in pretending to be clients. And Thanos and Korath uh, are tasked with putting on some theater outside to, uh, <laughs> to distract the Black Order. So you you have a fun a few fun little moments here when uh, T'Challa's rummaging through the collector's collection and uh, we see uh, Howard the Duck, oh, just voiced wonderful. by Seth Green. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Seth Green is so perfect for that part. <laughs> so funny, yeah. and uh, T'Challa lets him out and asks him to give him the tour, as it were. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, outside, you've got. Thanos beating the crap out of Korath because he keeps calling him Captain Genocide. And uh, Proxima Midnight, <laughs> who's the, the leader of the Black Order, she she runs out. And uh, so apparently the diversion has worked. Uh, T'Challa ditches Howard. And you get... Uh, this, this was, to me, the most poignant moment of the episode. So uh, T'Challa ditches Howard. He's in another compartment. And his necklace... His Wakanda yes. necklace mm-hmm. starts to glow, and, and he turns Wakanda around. Drums. Yeah, Do-do-do-do. um, and he turns around, and there's a Wakandan vessel, uh, sitting parked behind him. So the collector somehow got his hands on a Wakandan vessel, and uh, T'Challa goes in, and uh, a recording is activated, and it's his father T'Chaka. Oh. Uh. And so this sweet. transmission was presumably sent to every Wakandan vessel and anybody within earshot. And it, he uh, he's calling out for his son, who was abducted in much the way Peter Quill was. And, uh, and seemingly, like, going out into space? Yeah, w- w- yeah I, gu- I guess so. so. Like, yeah, Wakandans like were a spacefaring... Like try, you know, that, like how? I mean, cool. Or he was sending, he was sending people to look for T'Challa. Yeah, you know, like the fact that, yeah, the, like that, that, that is a really cool 
new bit of information knowing that the Wakandans were potentially like, you know, they at least they had the ability to go to space. Right. And and we get uh this episode gives us a, a few little drops of backstory. Um one difference is T'Challa kind of goes willingly with Yondu. Uh instead of, so maybe abduction isn't the right word. It's like you know, how did you get here? They thought this was Peter Quill. Right. Immediately Yondu kind of takes on the father role and and T'Challa's really excited to see the universe. Yeah, he wants and, to um, he wants to explore. Felt but Yondu, Wakanda. Yondu still lied to him uh, mm-hmm. in right. that he told him Wakanda was destroyed. So you can imagine what this moment is like for T'Challa seeing his dad. And you know, his dad says, you know, wherever you are on this plane or the next, I, you know, we will find you. Mm-hmm. And that was such a uh, a great moment. Mm-hmm. It's at this point, T'Challa is seemingly double-crossed by Nebula. She tells him, I, I needed you to get to get close and uh, sorry about it. So we think we've got classic Nebula back. Yeah. Very much her father's son or daughter, excuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, so the, the Ravagers are captured and T'Challa is, is chewing Yondu out about the bullshit and uh, in walks Corvus Glaive, another one of the, uh, the Black Order members and he uh, takes T'Challa to the collector. But before he can do that, Nebula then triple crosses. And, you know, I'm so mad at myself because they totally got me. Yeah, they got like, me. Too. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. all of us. Damn it. Well, because like, we, were like, good... we were like, oh, yeah. this is, like like you said, Dina, we're like, oh, this is classic Typical Nebula. Typical Nebula, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah, they of course knew we were going to think that. And then they got us again. JK. Yeah, that was a successful Not in this universe. Cross. She is a good yeah. person. Um, And Nebula reveals that. This whole thing was just her plan to steal the embers out from the collector's nose. So a series of ruses to uh, ultimately do what they came for. And it worked. Uh, so they, they begin their escape. But uh, the collector intervenes. As you were referencing earlier, Daniel, this is where we get a good look at all of uh, the collector's new toys. Oh, my goodness. He has these crates just full of them. And we see Captain America's shield. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Mjolnir. We see Mjolnir. We see, uh, well, he uses a knife used by the uh, the head of the Dark Elves, Malachith. Right. Malachith, excuse me. Um, and then he whips out Hela's necro sword and her headdress. I fucking that died. Great fight. Yeah, that made me squeal. When, that made me squeal big time. When, um, when he does, like, the same, like... Mm-hmm. Like pose where he like sort of like um, slicks combs the, his hair back, hair, you know, yeah. <laughs> like like she does. Yeah. I died. I was like, yes, get it, queen. <laughs> yeah, he was like, she has such style. <laughs> I was secretly hoping that she was going to show up in this, just because oh, I love yeah. Hera and I love Kate Blanchett so much. But I guess so. I guess she did. Well, in a way. I mean, well, in a way. Well, in a way. And never say never. Yeah, never say never. Yeah, we've got a, yeah. Lo- we've be, got a Loki-centric yeah, Loki's got episode. An episode so yeah, yeah. legit. I was gonna say that um, uh, w- what I am curious about in in his new collection is whether or not he was able to take these things from these people, or um, they were like delivered if these to him. People are dead. Like he had to like kill them to get it. Like the the like the one the the like I could see him taking Captain the you know the Captain's um 
shield. I might be able to see him taking Mjolnir, but I mean, like, I don't even know because like nobody could pick it up unless they're, you know, yeah. quote unquote. I mean, I, I think these were stuff that was probably delivered. To, I mean, that was the nature of his character was always having others go fetch Ghost, stuff, yeah, but, yeah, right, yeah. or stumbling yeah. upon stuff accidentally, or. But Hela, I mean, she's like you know. She's like a god, so I'm. Yeah, like, I doubt. I doubt he took that off her himself. But, yeah, but uh, very, very interesting. Yeah, interesting. I mean, my, my imagination's running wild. So uh, we have this this great knockdown drag out fight. They are able to uh, steal his armband, and they they lock very him classic in his um, container. It's basically what they did with um, like Thanos. Thanos glove, yeah, a misdirect and. He somehow ends up with the the gauntlet, and uh, uh, they they release all the prisoners from his kit from their cages, and uh, we assume that the uh, collector is not in great shape after that. Poor little bugger. Meanwhile, outside, but we don't see it happen. No, but he's, we can. He's probably we can dead. think about it. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We can think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's dead <laughs> in this in this universe, and outside, um, Thanos tries to cover uh, their escape. Oh yeah, we basically on... get like a like Thanos is like acting like their Hulk basically. Right. Thanos right. smash. <laughs> so Thanos is taking on the remaining Black Order and uh, you see uh Nebula express some concern for him. So while they still have a contentious relationship, it's healing. Which yeah. is nice yeah. to see. But he's he Thanos is in really bad shape and credit this episode for uh Making us root for him. I know. And, and maybe worry about him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the course of like 20 minutes, we're like, oh. I mean, yikes. Oh. After everything After we've everything seen this man done. do. Yeah. But this is a different Thanos. Right. I mean, this, this is, is a, a different, different Thanos. Thanos. This is reformed Thanos. Uh, Nebula does come to his rescue and she releases some of the spores. and Into uh, the guy's mouth. Into his yeah. mouth. Ooh. Yikes. Giant tree, giant vine grows right through him Oops. and dispatches the Black Order and they're able to escape on their ship as as nowhere is consumed with beautiful new plumage. And it's interesting to me too cuz I mean like it, it says it basically can restore what what was their description of it again? Like it can it restore entire ecosystems and Yeah, like so I mean obviously it's terraforming yeah, like terraforming, right? Um, nowhere was not really a, you know, a planet. It was like a a being. So it's not going to be able to restore like the celestial being, I guess. No, it's just growing nice plants on just it. Just growing nice plants, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> making it ba- a- <laughs> making nowhere into like a giant chia pet, more or less. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a good way to think about it. Cosmic chia pet. Yeah. Um, cosmic chia pet. So to, to yeah, honestly, should, that would be that'd cute. Be, that'd be really cool. So we get a, a a happy ending where T'Challa takes the Ravagers to Wakanda, now knowing that it's it survived, and uh, the Wakandans are partying it up with the Ravagers. And you have another moment of Thanos explaining <laughs> <laughs> to the Wakandans, they're like, "My friend, that sounds a lot like genocide." Oh my god! Yeah, I went to the door Milaj, was like, "Oh." <laughs> It's like, uh, yikes, that sounds bad. Too funny. <laughs> and it was just, it was nice to uh, to to have uh, the moment you don't get ever with Peter Quill of 
his chosen family meeting his real family. Yeah. And, uh, that was really special and particularly special for Chadwick Boseman's last performance. Yeah. It was so touching and sweet. And and they, the, the, um, the music department really, I mean, I think that they, you know, in post kind of like knew the gravity of what they were doing because they really gave the, they, I think they gave the, the music the weight that it needed. Yes. For sure. But the episode ends with a shot of Peter Quill and he's mopping a floor in a diner. And with his music. With his music. And in walks Ego, voiced by Kurt Russell. Whoops. And uh, he has come to claim Peter. And the uh, the Watcher is telling us, while this might signal the end of the world, that's for another time. Yeah, that for, like, that's for another story. Well, that's how that universe ends. Great. <laughs> Yikes. 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 Yeah, because uh, at this point, you know, Peter Quill is, you know, not lived through all of the the cool things that he did in the original universe and he doesn't he hasn't met all those friends and you know um so he's a completely different person at this point you know right. or at least the nurture part of him is completely different um well yeah because i mean if you look back to guardians like basically the only reason he got out of that situation with ego was because of, of gamora and you know but like yeah. like you and said in just, this they don't it, exist in his life yeah if now. they don't exist and he gets you know, brought up to ego's heaven or whatever, and then he's th- that. That's problematic. Spooky obviously. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like he's uh, he's in for it. <laughs> so, so that's the the recap. Um, what a fun, and, and then we get a nice, uh, um, a lovely tribute. A, a tribute to Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I was reading that Chadwick Boseman. Although this Bozeman... isn't his last episode, right? Am I right uh, by I saying know. that there's a few more episodes that he has? I don't know. Uh, he might show up elsewhere. I don't. I don't know. He might show up elsewhere. Yeah, like the I only think one I'm certain his, of is like, Carter. But this is his like episode where he is like the, cent- the central, the central. Figure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, that he might be guest starring in a couple of. But I was reading that he was one of the first actors to sign on to do this because he was so excited to get T'Challa out there in a different manner and then Cute. he mentioned uh in the lead up to Black Panther 2 that he wanted to incorporate more of this version of the character's mm. uh gentleness and and kind of fun loving nature into T'Challa going forward. Cute. And uh it's a shame we are we won't robbed ever get of, it. of that yeah. because yeah. It, it meant so much to him and it obviously means so much to so world. many people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, big time. He did a, he did an excellent job here, and it was a an episode fit for a king. If ever I saw yeah. one, yeah. I mean, really though, they they didn't do him dirty. Like it was it was a it was a beautiful, perfect episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just was thinking about um, too. I, I recently just worked with someone who is is writing an animated feature with a with an entire black cast. Oh, cool! And um, the protagonist is a is a black man, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was just telling me he's like it it like doesn't exist in animation, really. Like, there's wow. no lead black men characters. Wow, that are not you know doing bad stuff. Basically, yeah, sure, he's like they're right. they're the protagonist, and so that was on my mind. And then 
watching this episode that was so beautifully done and hearing Chadwick's voice like it was just it was so so special and I know special in many ways yeah yeah I know getting to hear him again will be so important for people and also for for um the black community getting to see a like a you know nurturing sensitive empathetic black man as the protagonist in animated form is really cool yeah and, and you also know, I, just like um like having such a profound effect on the entire universe like you know saving saving entire like like planets of people you know <laughs> just because he exists in well, that. It, it just through talking just yeah, through right, reason right. it it is pretty uh, special to see a black man uh which isn't that yeah isn't that, that great medicine for for what we've experienced over the last year imagine if we just sat down and talked yeah. and attempted understanding mm-hmm. and how how uh, that's what T'Challa stands for and really uh, even though the story of this T'Challa is so different, uh, it, it mirrors his relationship with Killmonger. He tells mm-hmm, Killmonger, right. "Look, look, I understand why you're angry, but uh, this is not the way. Right? It's like yeah. we, 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 patience is going to take us a long time, but I, I promise you, if if we stay true to who we are and fight the good fight, then uh, things will change." And T'Challa's proof of that in, in in this episode by just being who he is he changes the universe right. even though said, his Daniel. circumstances and his story was completely different he at the core of who he is 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 still the same t'challa still yeah. t'challa um, and he's still his father's son i mean like to, yeah to, we st- he still has to chalk like that his his uh upbringing is still the same so he's very much a product of where he came from and it uh it shows wakanda's positive influence on the universe, which was really great. I loved, there was a touch. Um, so in Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill's ship is called the Milano, and it's oh, named yes. after his childhood crush, Alyssa Milano. Yes. Uh, in, this, in this one, he's got Mandela yeah. on, on the ship. That was very cool. After Nelson Mandela. Very I love that. And th- this was four years before. Uh, there's that little prequel segment of, of Black Panther showing a young King T'Chaka who goes to visit uh, his brother in Oakland. That right. takes place in 1992. So this is about four years before that. Gotcha. Uh, I, I really loved... Um, Lamb. Gosh, yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like saying because I, I just kind of loved yeah. all of it. <laughs> how, yeah, how, can we, how can we keep saying we loved the entire thing? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I we... just... It, it, this... Um, uh, this episode, like, I mean, I was already excited about the series, but, like, this episode has got me lit up in a whole new set of ways. I, I, I like, I, to see where this show, because it, it, it's, it's seemingly doing um, something more than just entertaining. I don't, it's, it, this, this is, it's going to be very, very cool to see where they go. I'm excited. I'm very uh, oh. excited. Oh, and I didn't catch this until the second time around because I was watching on my computer. So when the collector is fighting with them, the yeah. one weapon I didn't mention <laughs> was his giant stone arm. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, and if you listen closely, he says, I hacked this off the carcass of a terribly chatty Cronin. Oh, and no. He's talking about Taika Waititi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Poor Taika Waititi. <laughs> so that's... Oh, there goes my arm. <laughs> hey, hey, well, that uh, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, it's a big problem. I didn't have an arm anymore. 
My name's Korg. That's my arm. Uh, uh, you got a Wi-Fi password? <laughs> so yeah, that that was disturbing turn of events. Um, Very sad. Truly, for me, like the biggest shame is that like th- this this character and like universe could absolutely still exist, and you could give me so many more episodes of just that, and I would be super stoked. Cause I, 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 it was so, I so easily fell in love with all of those people. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think they absolutely did their job then. Yeah. That's, that's the goal, right? Totally. Is that it's not just like a, a one-off thing that you're like, oh, that was fun to live in that for 25 that minutes. Well, and on. that's kind of the, that's kind of the melancholic nature, nature of it is that we're just glimpsing universes here and then, and then moving on and, and it's kind of teaching you to not get attached. Yeah, because- I suppose. And especially the way they left the episode, it it's it doesn't look good for this timeline. Yeah, like, like if Peter goes on to be Ego's puppet, Ego destroys the universe. Now, so, I now thinking sort of like, um, I, I'm just curious what you guys think about this thought. I mean, like, do you um, do you believe? Because there is a, there is a season two, and we have heard yep. that we are getting a a Captain Carter reemergence mm-hmm. in that season. We don't know whether it's a continuation of her story, but more than likely it will be, um, or at least her continuation from her story in season one. Um, do you think it's possible that we could get another T'Challa as Star-Lord, but like just n- not Chadwick Boseman? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, I, per what we were talking about earlier, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think he does show up again. In this season. But I don't, I don't, I don't imagine he recorded a season two. So no, 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 no. Um, for sure. It would, it, if it, if it were, if he were to show up be in a someone season else. two, it would be a different voice actor. But sure. I, I don't know if their policy for not recreating him in, in uh, the movies will be the same for, for the voice acting. Right. Because voice acting kind of is, is a little, too. is a little different, but or a lot different. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But also, there is the symbolic nature of of. T'Challa basically being Chadwick Boseman and Chadwick Boseman right. being T'Challa. They're you know, basically like one and the same now. Yeah, totally. So, so maybe maybe they'll do what some have suspected will happen in the movies. Maybe Shuri will step up, or yeah, or you know, the door, the Dora Milaje or Mbaku sure. or somebody. You know, somebody. That that's a that's a hard one. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anyone should that. ever. Yeah, yeah I don't know either. if anyone should ever depict T'Challa again, unless. It is specifically stated this is one of those universes that's wildly different from yeah sure you know maybe an alternate yeah to I don't think kind, I but... personally would like to see him even even voiced by somebody else. He really okay. I don't. Well, For... yeah, I was mad. Drax. I mean, that this fellow did a great job. But yeah, like, I thought he did a great job. Why 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 was uh, Dave Batista not here? And they said it was like know. a misunderstanding. It was very odd. It's yeah, weird. It's and that, it was well, like three lines too. So yeah, like right. And Dave Batista no, said he wasn't asked. So well, no no no. So the so the word the word that um that I heard was that they contacted him, but um but he never contacted contacted them back. They said they couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't he, be him. He, he it would be reverse. his agents and managers. So I don't know yeah. how that could happen. Yeah. They yeah, want. I mean, he they said want they his didn't money. Reach out, so. so yeah, of course they do. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. yeah. Something tells Odd. me that maybe it was still during the times of like, uh, like the whole James Gunn com- controversy 
maybe and he was just like i don't know put a bad taste in my mouth and i don't want to like i'm putting well, i'm putting words in people's mouths I, I i don't know any of that but i'm just well yeah i don't know because it, <clears throat> if if you take him at his word which i have no reason not to he said he very much wanted to be involved so yeah and he yeah. was disappointed that he wasn't so, so weird so so odd. Hmm. um well i hope that anyway. you know if that you know, whatever it actually was, wasn't super dramatic and, you know. Well, and, and it's bizarre, too, because he's back for Guardians 3. So, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what the hang up here is. But yeah. anyway. You know. So next week, it looks like we're we are heading into Loki land. Ooh. Very cool. And they're approaching the story from the standpoint of Loki being the ruler of Asgard and showing up at the United Nations as the king of Asgard. So, yikes. Scary, so weird. scary. Um, <laughs> do you have any th- closing thoughts on on this episode? I mean, I I can only say like so many nice things. About oh, I know, it. I same. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. My 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 only thoughts about is are really about the future because like we're getting like these kind of, well, I don't know. I guess the ending you could say like the the sort of the epilogue was a little like terrifying, but I mean like such a happy end for the characters. Um, I'm wondering if, like, if we'll ever get, like, a really spooky what-if episode where, like, everything ends in utter, dis- like, dismay. And it's just there. there probably the zombie no one, I would imagine. It's just oh, awful. yeah. The, zo- the zombie one, probably. You think that one is just going to end in a really, like, terrible way? I, I mean, mean, I don't, I don't see know. how it, it de- could end in a good way, but, I mean, it, it, I guess anything. It depends possible. on the nature of, of what kind of zombie they are. Is it like they are they are dead or they got some kind of virus? Right. And, and I mean, they look cured. dead to me. They look like yeah. dead zombies, but... Right. So it will depend on that. I mean, if, <laughs> sure. If, if if it comes if it comes to uh, like decapitating an undead Captain America, I don't Ooh. know if there's like a happy ending there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, it's I'm like I'm glad you're alive, but yeah. I'm wondering what that will be. There's um this uh lo- run of the the Flash comics that I that came out like last year. Yeah. Um, Flash Future State, mm. and. All of his friends get kind of like warped into some scary dream state where they're basically zombies. Oh, okay. So I, I just like I'm wondering, like you said, if maybe you know, it's like if it's that. like if it's like they're actual zombies or if they're in some weird like, you know, state or it's a virus or or whatever. So yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to find out. Definitely yeah, very um, fun. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this episode other than I just I loved, loved it. it. I just loved it. So yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I will like definitely watch this again with much glee. Oh yes. And joy. Indeed. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, we got an Eternals trailer yes, last night at the dead did. of night. Oh my god, yes. Wowza. And we finally know what the hell is going on, yeah. kind of. We have mm-hmm. a we have a plot. Enough. Yeah. Enough to get me to the theater. I don't need to see any more. But yeah, it's not just like pretty and mysterious anymore. We got a little bit of information. And we we actually got some answers to some pretty big questions, like the mm-hmm. like the 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 why they well, where the f were you? Yeah, where the f were they? They 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 have they have a they literally give it a legit reason, um, which uh, you know if you don't want to know, this is a spoiler alert. But apparently, um, they were told by the Celestials to not do anything unless it was something to do with the deviants. Right. right. 
They do not engage in a conflict unless the deviants are involved. And yeah. we've seen the celestial that is very briefly pictured in the trailer because the, the collector has a, an image of it as well uh, when he's explaining the infinity stones to everybody. And mm. these things can, you see, you see that celestial with a giant staff destroy yeah, an yeah, entire yeah. planet right. with That's seemingly right. the power stone. But that was that was that celestial. So interesting. Uh, we're getting really cosmically weird here. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about this until now. But like, you know, these cele- these giant celestial beings have the power. You know, all the stones. Like, did they just give the stones up, or did somebody take them from them? I got a lot of questions about that. Yeah, I don't know how they got from from A to C. Right. What is There's... the what is the um what what is the kind of like general vibe of the current Eternals run that you're reading Daniel what like what I haven't what... gotten super deep into it yet it's okay. more, we're 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 more still very expositiony now um, okay. in, in where I'm at like introducing characters introducing kind of like the vibe um but gotcha. yeah we I there we haven't seen like any celestials or anything like that we haven't gotten there yet and I don't believe I feel like I've seen almost every single mainstream Marvel character in this Avengers run I'm about to finish, uh, but I don't, the Eternals have not shown up. So I don't know what they're off mm. doing. But, oh, uh, oh, interesting. But uh, they could use their help. They're so busy. Yeah, the Deviants are involved, so you can't uh, stop the universe from collapsing in on itself. Thanks. Now, isn't Thanos, doesn't he have Deviant? DNA in him or something like that? Am I crazy? That's my understanding in that he's kind of the uh, odd duck of the eternal family. Right. So, like, I guess that's still kind of a little bit weird that they wouldn't have... They wouldn't be involved. ...involved in the Thanos snap. Yeah, because he, like, he is sort of directly involved with them, but... Well, I think that's the... I'm sure we're going to get an answer, because that's, like, the biggest thing. Everyone's like, where the hell were these people... But they do mention the Thanos snap. Like that's one of the first yeah. things you hear in the trailer, and um, and the fact that when it when when they snapped everyone back, the energy, um, well, there was enough energy to start the oh, what did they call it? The emergence. The emergence. And it's yes. on a seven day timeline, very biblical. Uh huh. Very creepy. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So. Yeah. yeah, well, I, and I imagine I imagine uh, their relationship with Thanos is obviously incredibly fractured. He was, was a problem child, and and I bet there's a great deal of regret in uh, letting one of their own do something like that. So I'm sure that's something they will investigate further. Sure. Yeah. And I don't it's know. It's a Lu- Luke Skywalker, uh, Kylo Ren situation. Right. Oh, right. You know. Totally. And I'm not going like to kill you, but I should like, have. Yeah. In this movie, we're going to get some like 2012 vibes, like chaotic, like giant waves and earthquakes and sure. And God, I mean, are, are, th- this is set five years after Endgame, as Selma Hayek says. But uh, I mean, these people have just been through so friggin' much. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Can, they, they, they can you give us five years? I'm not sure if they're going to do it this way, but I mean, they, you know, they die and then they get sort of like reborn in a new, hmm. um, like it's, it's sort of like 
Oh God, what is this? I need to go back and start reading the comics again because I'm already forgetting the names of things. But, but yeah, they sort of like get revived mm. in a, like a new body, but like it's the same body, I guess. Um, Trippy. Yeah, and they reflect that in. It was the second trailer where you see uh, the w- the way the shots are framed are very similar, but you can tell they're in three separate time periods. So they're going to show that passage of time, which is right, really cool. Yeah, Ooh, I cannot wait. It just looks so cinematic, cinematically different from anything we've seen in Marvel, and I love, yeah. I love that. That's I, what Phase Four is going to be for oh, them. Yeah, is yeah. the uh, pushing the envelope. Uh, every every everything everybody said about Shang Chi says it does that, and it it is way out there in terms of imagery and and I've heard probably if not some of the best, or it might be the best um, fight, fight choreography, choreography that's yeah. ever graced yeah. the screen. <laughs> well, yeah, they said that if you're is, a martial arts, expected. I, yeah. I'm, if you're I'm a martial arts that. fan, yeah. then then. Because you're not just like getting you're not just getting like one flavor of uh you know style, style you're getting yeah. so many and they're just paying homage to like all of the greats all the different forms and stuff yeah that's so well cool. uh, Kurosawa and Jackie Chan rolled into one I mean yeah, like you, yeah. you have the elegance of Kurosawa and and uh, of his filmmaking and then Jackie Chan's just unbelievably. Are unbelievable gravity defying mm-hmm. stunts. So yeah, and you're getting that'll a little be, crouching that'll, that'll tiger be a, dragon in there. Yeah. you're getting like all all the things. It's so cool. It's gonna be a celebration of all that good stuff, which is which is Exciting. gonna be a lot of fun, and probably gonna have very large ramifications. Not probably will have large ramifications for uh, the Marvel universe. All of these will. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we're waiting, as we talked about on the last episode. We're waiting the Spider-Man trailer, which should be imminent. And um, hopefully it doesn't get pushed because I was just reading an article in Deadline today that people are getting antsy again. Studios are getting antsy. Oh, dear. There's About talk of the, moving Venom variant. off of its release date right now. Hopefully that doesn't affect everything. But um, Marvel, Marvel, honestly, I, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure it will affect Marvel as much because I think they've made the decision we can't push anything anymore. Because yeah. We've right. got so but, much coming yeah, down the that, pipe that... Mm-hmm. And none of these you know, filmmakers want would... it put on Disney Plus. I mean, they like they yeah. they are intent. You see it in a theater, so that's gonna be difficult for. I think they could get a lot of people to get the vaccine if they, um, <laughs> if like movie theaters require vaccines and they don't do anything on Disney Plus anymore. They just put everything out <laughs> in the movie theaters. Well, that that's what Chapik was talking about with Shang Chi when his words got misconstrued. I think that's exactly what he's referencing. It's like I'm not putting this on Disney Plus for a, a 45 day window or whatever it was. Right. I want to see how it does in theaters and by then, itself. Yeah, and then we'll we'll put it on Disney Plus after. Right. Which I, I hope incentivizes people to go because the reviews have been so good for Shang-Chi that I'm hoping that if you're you're vaxxed, then get out there and yeah see it. Yeah, and Kevin Feige too. Because you know, like, Kevin Feige has been, like, some surprisingly vocal with all these, like, things yeah, that have Black happened Widow lately. Stuff. And he, yeah. he actually stepped in and was like, yeah, I think that was just a misunderstanding. Well, yeah, it, 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 was, it was clickbait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, for oh, sure. Big, it was nothing. big time. Yeah. So yeah, this I'm I'm excited every week for what if, and uh, we're weeks away from Thrilled, another. Really. We, we're we're back in the swing of things. Like yeah, we're we're getting some normalcy back, which is which is good. 
Yes. Everybody. Thankful. Uh, thankful. Thanks for listening. Please take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Go get vaccinated for God sakes. Please. Please just do it. Please. Just do it. Just do it. I would I would never advocate for doing anything other than this. <laughs> <laughs> like truly. Truly. Yeah. Like I'm I'm right. a big personal freedoms guy. Yeah, and... like do whatever you're gonna do. But, but not but this. get but the fuck not But please please get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. We're begging you. We're begging you. Um yeah. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Alyssa I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. I'm Dino Nicandros. May the force be with you. Always. Inside the Tauntaun Podcast. Please like and subscribe.